0: Do you ever ask yourself about your mission and purpose, especially when it comes to writing the book inside you? Well, today's guest, Vince Kramer, had a deep knowing about his purpose when he was only five years old. Many years later, when he was 17, his grandmother called him to her deathbed and reminded him, whispered in his ear, about what he had told her. Vince shares this powerful story in our interview, and his further wake-up calls to finally bring him back to his mission in midlife with the Imagine Miracles work he does and the Miracle You podcast.
1: We all have a unique set of gifts and talents that nobody else, all 7.8 billion people in the world, they don't have the same combination that we have people will be able to relate to you and the people who are really looking for you, the people that are your purpose Mm. will find you.
0: Hello and welcome to the Write the Book Inside You podcast. Tips, tools and interviews for coaches and healers like you who want to write a nonfiction book to boost your visibility, clients and cash flow while making a difference. I'm your host, Carol Westmore, a multi-published author and energy psychology tapping book coach. Now, let's jump into today's episode. Well, hello. Today, I have the pleasure of interviewing Vince Kramer, an airline pilot, military veteran, and transformational trainer and mentor, but the main thing that I relate to Vince and why I've asked him on the show is that he imagines miracles and helps each person that he talks to, to imagine their miracles. So in our community, where we want to write a book, I'm going to ask him about the book he has actually co-authored and about his future desires to write a book. Vince, I just want to say a big hello and a warm hug from our community to you.
1: Thank you so much, Carol. I enjoy being here with you. I can't wait to share. And it's a perfect day when two like minds, like hearts come together to share to an audience to to help them find themselves.
0: I'd love to start with a story, a pivotal moment in your life. Tell us about the day when you were 17 years old and your grandmother called you in to her hospital bed. It
1: was a very sad time for all of us. My grandmother was definitely on her deathbed and we knew it was close. And I looked up from the magazine that I was reading and I saw my mother coming down the hall and my mom came up to me and she said that your grandmother wants to talk to you and she wants you to come down in her room. And my grandmother motioned my mom and her sisters out of the room and it was just me and her her closer and I grabbed her hand and I leaned down and I put my ear next to her mouth and she said that she wanted to remind me of something that I said when I was a young child you told me that you wanted to help people love themselves so they could love each other and in that very moment it took me back to that time and and, and I remembered it almost immediately after she said it that I had had this calling and I knew I had a calling to help people love themselves and to help them find out who they were in life so they could support others being the same. And it truly was a pivotal moment because from that time that I talked to my grandmother, there was a long period, well, it was 12 years, where my grandfather and other influential men in my life told me what it was like to be a man and how I should act and what I should believe in. Mm-hmm. And I. I was doing a really good job of competing like my grandfather told me I should and learning and being the best. And so it got my attention in that moment. And I started to look at life in a different way. But you know what, Carol, like so many of us, unfortunately, it didn't take me long to go back to the old way of thinking that I had been taught by my grandfather and, and these other men. And it wasn't until 50 years old where I reminded myself of that moment as a 17-year-old and as the moment as that five-year-old that knew everything and told my grandmother exactly what I was here to do.
0: Wow. And I think, Vince, in hearing that story, it brings back to us that no matter how what I call far we go off track with our life purpose, and I'm not saying you were totally off track, you were doing the things that a man should be doing in the world as far as you knew, But it's somehow the calling that we've come to do and the divine right timing steps in, doesn't it? And I think as time went by, you then had what we call a wake up call. So that was a remembering moment. And yet years later, you've come around to living that purpose. Tell us about the wake-up calls you had at 50 that drew you back to that passion and that what I believe you call discovering and helping people align and live a miracle life. What caused that to kick in?
1: Let me share first, I absolutely had to forget again, Carol, at 17 years old, Because there's so much of my life that happened between 17 and 50 that prepared me to bring this work to the world and be confident and know how to teach and know learning styles. So what I believe, and I think as everybody writes their story and starts looking at the things that happened in their lives, you learn that every circumstance in your life provided you an opportunity to develop your gifts and talents. And those gifts and talents are needed in the process that you develop around those gifts and talents are needed for you to completely live your purpose, to live your mission. So I don't regret anything that happened between 17 and 50. I definitely needed every circumstance that happened.
0: But then you so had this wake up call, didn't you? That Yes, that. The- turns you in that direction again. And I agree with you. And it, it makes us very compassionate when we are coaching and teaching and like you do workshops and courses. It makes us compassionate because people feel they've got nothing to live for or that they've failed. And you know, because you've been through the journey. And I knew when I went through my journey, when things kicked in at 50, that Their timing is there if they have the right intention.
1: Well, I had several what we call conscious wake-up calls along the way. I knew there was something missing in my life. I knew there should be be more, and I didn't listen to them. So those crisis wake-ups did come along. The first one was 9-11. I lost a good friend that day. He was the captain of the airplane that crashed in Pennsylvania. And the thing about that, it was a week prior, I flew that exact flight number, that exact mission. So if it would have been a week earlier, it probably would have been me, the accident in Pennsylvania. But my grandfather taught me so well on how to be a man and how to go past it and how to be tough that I didn't pay attention to that wake-up call very long. And many of us didn't. It affected everybody in the U.S. considerably, but we forgot fairly quickly. And then several years later, and it was a result of 9-11, United Airlines went bankrupt. That bankruptcy Cost me considerably. It cost me 60% of my pay, my retirement fund, so many things. But what really hit me with that was I thought loyalty meant something. And I thought if you do a good job, you're going to be taken care of and everything is going to be fine. And it was a rude awakening to me that everything I had worked for up to that point was gone. Mm-hmm. So I, I, but once again, I lost my retirement fund and my job was to support my family, make sure my wife had a good life, make sure we had a good retirement. So I went out and bought three pretzel stores to build my retirement back up. And unfortunately, a couple of years after that, almost three years to the day, I went home and my wife told me that she wanted a divorce. She wasn't happy. Mm -hmm. and it devastated me. It caught me by surprise completely. I knew I had put so much work into those pretzel stores because I was separated. I was working sometimes 95 hours a week and Mm -hmm. and it just wasn't what she was looking for in a marriage and in life. She told me she wanted a divorce and it devastated me. But that was the wake up finally after those two big ones. And you Mm -hmm. think 9-11 would have woken me up, but it took that divorce for me to decide, oh man, I have got to change things and I've got to do it right now. And I've got to find out what was missing.
0: Yes. And at what point did you then find the mentors and the teachers And the shift, how did it come? I just want to first, though, reflect on something Caroline Mace once said. She said people ask to have their life purpose shown to them. But she says it doesn't always come with a corner office and a BMW. So (laughs) our life purpose can take us on routes where we may feel financially How are we going to cope? And yet we find an inner strength. Do you agree that like the times we've had in the last year, you have known that you will come right because you've done it before? The interesting
1: thing about it was that my first step out into the mentor world, it was a desire to find what was missing. My first wife, she was very in tune with Jack Canfield and what Jack shared. So I bought us both tickets to the Jack Canfield workshop. During that workshop, Jack had a meditation. We were to be given a gift. And when we got the gift, it was supposed to be a sign for what the future was for us. And when I opened that gift in my mind's eye, there was a golden microphone. And Right then and there, I knew what was missing in my life and what was missing was me. Yes. And I knew that it was my time to get out and share what that 17-year-old was told by his grandmother.
0: When you said the word, the microphone, I immediately put it together with the podcast world. Tell us about your podcast. Did it come straight after that or later?
1: My fourth wake-up call was my new wife, Mary, and she's my business partner now. And when Mary came into my life, she really pushed me, pushed me beyond anything that I could think about before. I was very religious. I grew up Catholic, 12 years of Catholic school. And Mary and I had long conversations. We were buddies before we decided that... We were life partners also, and we had many deep conversations. She shared a lot about spirituality, a lot about guidance, a lot about things coming together, and and how things really work. It was she introduced me to a channeling. A lady channeled Archangel Michael and nice. shared information with me. And I'll tell you, Carol, I did everything in my power to prove the channeling wrong because it kind of felt like voodoo, voodoo type of stuff for me. But in the channeling, some things were said and some things were pointed out to me that there's nobody that knew that material or that. And it was like, oh my God, I have to listen to this. And through that channeling, what happened was my divine guidance, my guides Mm. became some of my biggest mentors. What happened for me was it... After a while, I was just getting so much information and I would wake up at night and take notes and and everything of the information I was getting because all our programs at Imagine Miracles are built on this information. Mary finally came to me. My wife now came to me and she said, Vince, you can't be waking up at two o'clock in the morning. You're an airline pilot. You have got to get your rest. You can't wake up like this. Would you be willing to try to let that information come through you during the day where I could talk to your guides and I could take the notes. Uh, And that's how my conscious channeling started. Actually, it was almost a necessity for me to make sure that I got enough rest. But what started coming through was Vince, you and Mary are going to use many medias to get the word out, to share, to help people find themselves, to help people live the life that they're meant to live. And one of them was you're going to be using a microphone, you're going to speak on radio, you're going to contact people in ways that you haven't imagined with a microphone. And the opportunity from another mentor came up that, Vince, you should think about podcasting. And now look at Zoom's come up. Zoom is so amazing. It's another opportunity to use the microphone to share the word with people that I normally wouldn't be in touch with. The podcast is The Miracle You with a capital U, Mm -hmm. and it is a play on words. First of all, the podcast is about finding the miracle and sharing the miracle of my guest, what wake-up call they had and how they're bringing their miracle to the world. But it's also the big U is because of university, so it's an educational Podcast so I love that. that's why I called it the miracle you
0: and have you found your voice and your mission in that interviewing? Is it attracting the right audience that you know you serve?
1: Yes, we're attracting the right people for sure i think I think a podcast is very important for somebody who likes to communicate and likes to talk to people and communicate with people, I think that's a great medium to reach out. Our work is taking things to a a little bit different level than most people are used to. So it's a little harder for people to grasp onto it right now, but it's getting bigger and bigger. And the exciting thing is that I think we had a conversation, Carol, where you were sharing, if you can just help one person. Mm that is truly fulfilling a big purpose in life. And and I agree with that. I think we're each a puzzle piece that fits into this big puzzle of humanity. And if I can get my puzzle piece in, there's several puzzle pieces that are gonna be able to fit around it now.
0: Yes, and, and, yes. and
1: that's my goal. I mean, I would love to talk to millions. I would love to talk to billions and I would love to share to everybody. But I also know that Along the way, I'm building my gifts and talents even further. I will put myself in that
0: space. Yeah. I've long followed from before they were well-known the channeled work of Abraham Hicks. And we used to get a little tape recorder from them because Esther didn't want to go on the radio and have people shooting her down. I think this was about 2000. And so who knows? You're just doing what you need to do. And coming to now, the part that always interests me on this podcast is what about writing books and do you think that it hasn't been necessarily your natural way of sharing, but do I believe and maybe you can share that that is coming as well.
1: The interesting thing is I'm a technical writer. I I taught people how to fly airplanes. I was a, a major factor in the training center at United airlines I'm a technical writer, so it was difficult for me to slip into not being technical and being more interesting. If an engineer wanted to sit down and learn how to create their miracle life, I could write that book like that. You know? yes. It's been a bit challenging for me to step in. The first thing, having an opportunity to write a chapter in Mastering the Art of Success with my mentor, Jack Canfield, it was a, a great personal achievement. It was called Creating Your Miracle Life.
0: So tell us what's in that. I think our audience may not know that particular chapter. Tell us what you brought to that as your first foray into publishing
1: it's about what we don't know that's keeping us from living our miracle life. Mm -hmm. And there's four things that I have found that most people don't know. We don't know what we want. And if we do know what we want, then second, we don't know how to create it. We're not familiar with how to work with our energy, how to work with the energy of the universe. Some are, but most, the majority aren't. They don't understand it. They don't know what gets in the way. That most people think that you can't change your beliefs, but it's Mm. so easy to change your beliefs if you're ready to uh, look from a different perspective. Mm. But then also I hear a lot that, you know, you got to get rid of your ego. We've heard ego means edge God out. And the interesting thing is our ego is so pertinent In us living in this 3D world, we actually can't manifest without our ego, Mm. but we do need to get to know our sub-personalities those sub-egos, and we have to learn to become partners with them. So... So that's the things that can get in the way, but learning to be a a partner with your ego takes the biggest obstacle out of the way of creating the life that you want. And then the last one is, okay, how do you get beyond those, those obstacles? We just don't know how, but it's easy and it's out there. It's just us stepping into a new paradigm.
0: And It's just come to me that I didn't ask you, how do you define the word miracle? It sounds like what you've just talked about becomes the miracle in someone's life. But you define it for me, please.
1: Yes. Well, everybody's a miracle. So at Imagine Miracles, we define miracle as through an act of love, using your gifts and talents in a way that others can use theirs.
0: Okay. Which goes back to your... Five-year-old or 17-year-old, helping people use their talents.
1: So helping people use their gifts and talents in a way that others can use theirs.
0: Okay. And it starts with you learning the miracle Mm -hmm. that you are loving that part, isn't it? Yes. Mm -hmm. So do you have a favorite book? Because we're talking, we've moved into the arena of books. You've written a chapter. Do you want to disclose any other books you might have?
1: There will be a memoir coming out from Mary and I. and the reason we decided I developed two two methods. I developed a create method on how to truly create the life that you want yes, and to it answers three of the big questions and the four things that we don't know. And I developed one to help people truly find the three parts of their purpose. We're always looking for our why, but there's so much more. You have to know the who of you and you have to know the what of you before you can really discover the why. And then once you discover the why, you find out you've been living it all along anyhow. So that's pretty exciting for everybody. So I've developed those two things. And I thought, well, we'll do an educational self-help book. But what I found was, Carol, one of the things that we do in one of our earliest courses is to help people find their guidance, hear their guidance, be able to take notes on the guidance that they get. So it's not just a picture that shows up or it's not just words. They're actually taking notes. They're actually having a conversation. And in that conversation, they're getting their answers. And it's so important for you to have your answers, because I can tell everybody how to be a great Vince, but only you can find out how to be the great Carol. It's learning how to get that information that's important. But everybody's kind of, you know, it's woo-woo, channeling's woo-woo, following your intuition in a lot of cases is woo-woo. And I don't like to use the word woo-woo, but my story is pretty huge. I was a college football player, an airline pilot, a military officer, and I was given such forceful information that it I had to step into, oh, my God, we all have this guidance and we need to pay attention to it. Mm-hmm. So I think it's so important for people to hear the story of how that came about for me
0: Yes. And how
1: Mary was such a big part of that coming about for me. But it was interesting that she was the push for me into it, the the masculine push for me to step into who I am.
0: But it is a combination, isn't it? We need it the withdrawal, the inner, and we need to be able to manifest it in the outer. So as we must draw to an end and in discussing these fantastic miracle topics, I'd like to ask you if you have a mantra or a quote that gets you up every day that you can share with the listener.
1: Well, the interesting thing, it changes every day. So I don't have a specific <laughs> quote. I, like I, I, believe, I believe in intent. And intent is not intention. Intent is intent. It's setting the context for your day. So every morning, actually, I do it the night before and then just repeat it the next day. Every night, I set the context for the next day. I set an intent for the next day. And then the next day, before I step out of bed, I repeat that intent.
0: What did you do for today?
1: So my intent for today was to raise the vibration of everyone I came in contact with through my words.
0: Beautiful, beautiful. And you've certainly done that today, Vince. Now, where can people find you? I mean, you've mentioned the podcast. Is there going to be a way that I can lead people to something that they'll get a feel for, for what you
1: do? On Facebook, there's Imagine Miracles. You can find my personal page, Vince Kramer, K-R-A-M-E-R. We have a website, imaginemiracles.com. But for your group, I've got some (laughs) special gifts One, Mary and I do a session that we call Your Life, Your Way Breakthrough Session. It's where we walk you through what's going on right now, where you would like to be. We give you some suggestions on how to take the next step. So we're going to offer that to the first five people that sign up for it. Give them the Your Unique Purpose formula. I'm going to give them the actual formula that I use for our first program. And all you have to do is go to imaginemiracles.com, all one word, no spaces, no dots in the middle, imaginemiracles.com forward slash Carol. And Carol is C-A-R-Y-L. So if you go there, those opportunities are available to you. And we would love for an opportunity to talk to some of you. and. We definitely want to share. And you know what? I'm going to go a little bit further, Carol. I'm also going to put my chapter from the Mastering the Art of Success in there too for them.
0: So thank you for today. Is there one last parting message to tell the people in the wider community who are mainly healers, coaches, EFT practitioners, people with a mission for the world? What would you tell them to inspire them?
1: We all have a unique set of gifts and talents that nobody else, all 7.8 billion people in the world, they don't have the same combination that we have. And the people that are looking for us are people who have had similar circumstances, maybe in the similar spot or or had a similar relationship or a job, or maybe even have the same emotions stuffed in them that we stuffed in ourselves that need to be released for energy healers. So what I say is, if you share your story, people will be able to relate to you and the people who are really looking for you, the people that are your purpose, Mm. will find you.
0: Fantastic. And it's such a a wonderful message, also, whether you want to start a podcast or write a book, or coach or whatever your message and your method is. Vince, I think you really inspired us today because you, you know, of your whole journey and that story with your grandmother has really got a lot of meaning, I think.
1: Thanks, Carol.
0: Thanks for joining me on today's podcast. Want a free gift to inspire you further on your book writing adventure? My free checklist, Five Book Hook Tips, To kickstart your book writing journey, we'll help you get clarity on the key essentials to make your book a winner. Download it at writethebookinsideyou.com forward slash free gift. The links are in the show notes. Until next time, a big virtual hug and keep writing.